0: So a good couple of years ago, uh, I was um, delving into the phenomenon known as dating and uh, I did a bit of research, I did my homework uh, before going on a particular date to find out how, how, what you should do, kind of the do's and don'ts of, of going out on a date. And there was one little tip which this guy gave, which I thought was really, really, really good. He said, when you go to a, a restaurant, Okay, you have to pick, pick uh, a nice seat, a, ni- a nice table somewhere where it's not too distracting. All right, so you don't want to have the, the, the table near the kitchen entrance because there's too much traffic. Uh, so you want to, uh, a, a nice table somewhere where there isn't too much traffic. But, he said, uh, make sure that you, that she's kind of sitting up against the wall and you're facing her and the wall. As opposed to you sitting, looking out into the restaurant because if you sit looking out to the restaurant, there's a chance that you, you know, you'll be kind of wondering, you'll you be checking out what's going on, like like most of us do, you kind of, people watch, you know. But if you're going on a date, sit in such a way that all you can see is her. And I thought, ooh, that's good, I like that, I like that. That's good, that's got some good advice right there. And the reason for that, especially with the advent of, of technology now and, and and phones and that, is because when, When you're with someone or when you're speaking to someone, it's when you speak to someone, you reveal some of your heart. Okay, conversation, real conversation does that. Talking about the weather does not do that. Talking about food does not do that. But when you begin to speak a little more deeply, you reveal something of your heart. Now, if that person listens, it's... uh, it's, it's wonderful it's like it's like someone cares someone is willing to walk with me uh if someone doesn't listen so you open up a little bit of your heart and they're kind of staring over your shoulder as you're talking to see <laughs> to see the food coming to see is there anybody more interesting than you here mm-hmm. then like zoom, you close right back up because you've you've exposed something and now it's rejected so you close up and this, so, this idea of, of, of conversation and letting our guard down, letting people in, letting God in, and God here doing the same uh, in, in, our, in our gospel, in our readings, uh, we've heard about the Lord who gives us his laws and his ordinances and commandments. Uh, Jesus who says, imagine, do not imagine that I've come to ab- abolish the law of the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to complete them. What's the Lord saying? The Lord is saying, I have spoken to you. You know, it's like we, we, we've, we've discussed this. We've spoken about this. I, I've, I've asked you what, what I want you to do. And it's you can, you can like, you imagine how God does that, how, how exposed he leaves himself, right? Because he doesn't say, I don't care. I'm indifferent. Do what you want, and we'll see how it works out. But he reveals himself, like opens himself, gives himself to us, and then awaits our reaction. You know, it's it's he he leaves himself somewhat defenseless. Even like as regards the Holy Communion, we can mistreat it. We could drop it, half purify the chalices and just throw them back in the sacristy. You know, we, we, we could mistreat God. So he lets his guard down. He lets us in and then allows himself, allows himself to be wounded. And that's just, I guess when we see what the Lord does, we're always called to imitate him. Christians isn't just a name we have because we're followers of Christ. We're supposed to be like Christ. We're supposed to be Christ-like in our actions, in our behavior. So in, in our conversations, when, when we speak to people, there's the two sides. How I speak should reveal something of my heart now so it doesn't mean we walk with, we meet someone on a bus stop and say do you want to know what my deepest fear is <laughs> you know of course not of course not but you can still have a deep conversation without necessarily you know you don't have to go still, you don't have to go into private details uh, but especially with people we know people that we can we open up to you reveal something of yourself and it's actually it's a good thing it's a good thing to to trust, it's a good thing to know, how to, to know how to reveal something of our interior life. Why? Because this is what God does. It's what the Lord does. And we're, we're supposed to be like him. You know, how, how to trust people with, with a limited amount of, of our heart. You don't give your whole heart to your future husband or wife, maybe. Uh, but apart from that, just how to, how to let people in. How to let people see how God has worked in you and through you. And the, the opposite of that, the other side of that, is that we, we listen. That we know how, how to listen to someone in a way that makes them feel heard. It's not, it's not, it's not an acoustic thing. It's that by even the way, by the way we've listened, they see that, that, that like our, our, our hearts are oriented towards them. That basically, they see that by the way we listen, we care. And it's, it's it's just such a, uh, an interesting dynamic to see how this is how it works in human relationships, and this is also how it works with God. Um, you might have heard this this passage from the Diary of Saint Faustina, uh, where the Lord says to her, "My daughter, I am told there is much simplicity in you." He's not being offensive; he's just saying that she's not a very complicated person, which I think is a compliment. I'm told there is very much simplicity in you. So why why do you not tell me about everything that concerns you? Even the smallest details. Tell me about your day. Tell me about everything. And know this will give me great joy. Now, understandably, St. Faustina responds, uh, but you know about everything, Lord. You know, why would I tell you about my day and that... I was rushing to Aldi and there was this one parking space left and this lady pulled in and I thought, oh, that's annoying. I do four laps again and I eventually found a spot and I pulled in and then by the time I got in, all the fresh flowers were gone so I had to head across to Duns anyway. You know, like, are these the kind of things you should be telling the Lord? Actually, yes. That's, that's what he's saying here. Tell me about the little things. And she says, yeah, but you already know them. And he says, yes, I do. But you should not excuse yourself with the fact that I know. But with childlike simplicity, childlike simplicity, talk to me about everything. For my ears and heart are inclined to you, and your words are dear to me. My ears and heart are inclined to you, so they're turned towards you, and your words are dear to me. Do we know that? Do, like, do, do, we, do we realize that? Like, that my wor- Jesus actually cares about what I say? He wants to listen to the description of my day. Like, Some of you will be going on a cycle today, some will be going tomorrow. Does he want to hear about that or does he only want to hear about world peace and uh, vocations and holy stuff? He actually wants to know about the little things. Why? Because he cares about us. So if it's important to us, it's important to him. Just like, like a child, when a child comes home from school, there's always that kind of, you kind of get one or the other as regards an extreme. You know, when you're, most children, when you ask them, how was school? Good. What did you do? Nothing. <laughs> but then there are other days when they will tell you about everything. So I went to school, and then there was this guy called Jerry, and Jerry found a spider, and Jerry brought the spider into school in a little matchbox. And you opened the matchbox, and the spider ran out and ran across Miss Kelly's table, and she was screaming. She was up in the chair, and then and then everyone was laughing. And you know, sometimes they, they tell you everything, and sometimes they tell you usually nothing. Uh, but but the parents love to listen. Well, what did you draw today? I mean, it's not going to be anything interesting. It's going to be a tree that looked like that. You know, it's really, but they, but they describe it in such detail. You know, I, I drew a twee, oh, isn't that great? And put it up on the fridge, it doesn't look like a tree. It doesn't. It's not even close to a tree. It's ridiculous. I'm joking. Um, the, point, the point I'm making is it's not the quality of the art, it's not the quality of the story, it's the fact that this child has told someone who cares. And that person that their word that the child's words are dear to their parent the Lord's words mm, the Lord's words should be dear to us our words are dear to him I think this can really this can should really uh, edify or change our our prayer lives because it's not so starchy or formal it's much more uh, personal and real and if you will kind of ordinary that I walk on a daily basis with the Lord and uh, I've often marveled at certain people who who do this like and as they're driving around they're saying Lord could I get a parking space or you know and and it's I just I I love seeing that like that kind of daily relationship the daily walk with the Lord or people who come in and it's a beautiful day and they'll say immediately oh thank God what a beautiful day thank God you know like they're bringing the ordinary things back to God fantastic you know you you get a good meal or a cold drink of water on a hot day whatever it is and just so grateful to God what a beautiful way to live the lord listens to us his heart and his ears are attentive to our words we ask you lord today that we too can imitate that that your words will be dear to us that your guidance may really animate our day lord jesus that we may that we may be never limited by fear, by fear of failure, of fear of rejection, fear of the unknown. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, I'd just like to take this opportunity to thank you all for joining us on YouTube or on Paving the Way Home. Or on Spotify, wherever you've listened to these homilies. Thank you so much for being part of our mission and for continuing to support our mission. It was a great gift that during lockdown uh, we could branch out or broaden uh, our, our outreach so much uh, through technology. So it was, that's been a wonderful privilege and honor. Uh, I'd ask two things, if I may. <clears throat> One that we'd really appreciate your prayers for our mission. So we have our young people here with us this year. And then there are also, there's a youth ministry, family ministry, and hopefully in the near future, men's ministry, which we hope to engage in. So we'd we'll ask for your prayers for uh, all of those outreaches. And if you feel that the Lord is calling you to support us also financially, uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Uh, running a place like this is is not cheap and uh We do need uh, benefactor's help to to keep the show on the road and to keep our doors open and to keep this place of formation uh, alive for uh, the young people that come to us. We have opened our applications for next year as well. So if you know anybody who might like to apply, they can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie. And also, if you'd like to make any donations, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, or send us an email if you'd like to uh, arrange some other form of donation. But we would be greatly, greatly appreciative of any support that you can give us uh, through your prayer and through your financial support. All right. So God bless, and we're praying for you here in Holy Family.